2: You're listening to theater and college hoops. I'm Subi alongside me. No Taylor, but special surprise for you folks. I got the Providence crier from the Providence crier podcast. Actually in our uh, discussion, I did promise him that he'd be able to at the end promote and plug his podcast, but I forgot to do that. So I'm going to do that right now. Go listen to the Providence crier podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, uh, if you're a Providence fan, you got to listen to this guy. You got to listen to BOC, his partner and and co-host. They do an awesome, awesome job covering the Friars. Uh, the Crier will have boots on the ground against Xavier. Those two always match up well and always somehow find a way to have crazy endings. But super happy and lucky to be joined by the Providence Crier to get his insights. Uh, and then we also have a guest appearance, a special, special guest appearance that you're going to have to listen for. Uh, Because we talked Jerome. It's time for the Jerome. Look at your calendars. It's March 1st. Uh, We can't wait to dive into it. We're brought to you by Belly Up Media. Go download, subscribe, rate, and review us on whichever device it is that you use. Your college hooper of the day, Scotty James. You remember Scotty James, the big man from Liberty? He spearheaded the Flames' Uh, tournament runs a couple times. Uh, just a tremendous player for Richie McKay and, and Liberty. Uh, Scotty James. He was a guy where when we were picking Jerome, he's he's one of the he was one of those guys where you said, Hey, I'm taking him to put the team on his back, and I may even take Liberty to upset a team in the NCAA tournament as a result of Scotty James's play. So he's your college Hooper of the day. Check out the website at theaterandcollegehoops.com and make sure to follow us on Twitter at Theater. You should also follow me at suby 232 to find out where the feat is and make sure to follow Taylor at Taylor Dammel. Let's open the curtains. All right, like I said, we got an awesome uh, episode upcoming. It's March. I can't believe it. We're here. I feel like this year has kind of been a whirlwind. It's been very fast. It's flown by. I can just remember like it was yesterday when we were talking about items in of the off season. And we were talking about different interviews and teams in November and even October, and yet here we are in March, ready to rock with the postseason, and of course. Week one, Jerome. We got a lot of great teams, a lot of great conferences to cover. So there's no point in me stopping this and delaying this. Let's go ahead, get to our week one Jerome picks. Jerome season is here. Let me start first with a sight for sore ears. Eyes for me, although I did get eyes on him a couple weeks ago. Sight for sore ears for the listeners. The shark Back in the building, making a special appearance. That's how you know the Jerome is so damn special. Special. Shark, welcome back.
1: Thank you. I had I had to come back for this. As you know, I won this Jerome last year. I'm the current keeper of the Jerome. If all you losers are going to get together and start talking about these conference tournaments, I had to come in and put set you straight. So this was one that I could not miss. I rearranged everything on my calendar to be here for it and to provide the winners for this opening week of the Jerome. Already
2: insulting, already uh, bragging, already uh, making sure people know that he was—he is the defending champion. Yes, hat tip to you. Uh, what do I?
1: Well, hold on. What do I always tell you? What brag
2: happens? when you can.
1: Always brag when you can. Always do it.
2: Yeah, and you're coming up essentially on your your window of bragging rights because there will be a new Jerome winner, and it's going to be me. Uh, the, the keeper of the Jerome, we should say, is our good friend Brendan O'Rourke, who is not able to join. The guy organizes everything, collates all of our picks, and and uh, really tracks what or who the winners are. But uh, his good friend, and of course, the Providence Crier, joins us as well. How lucky are we, Crier? What's going on?
0: Not much, fellas. Just excited uh, about you know March. We're, we're about to enter March uh, conference tournaments, and of course the NCAA tournament. It's going to be an awesome couple of weeks here. And yeah, yeah, you can't be calling yourself king of the or keeper of the drum if you want it. I mean, the keeper is the person that organizes,
1: not the Prior, world. Let me ask you a question: Are you capable of rendering an opinion on? Any of these teams, considering none of them play in the Big East? I know you're a very, very niche in terms of your knowledge of this sport, but I want to make sure that you're prepared for what we're about to talk about here. Well, listen, listen,
0: I admit that I do primarily watch the Big East, but, you know, I've had a good focus on the country as a whole this season so far. Maybe not these these conferences here, but uh, don't worry. I'm confident.
2: Well, I think last year, Cryer, you had to have a really good idea of what was going on nationally. You got SDSU and, and the hot dog Baylor Shireman and took him down. And while everyone was on the Jackrabbits for that, uh, it was probably driven by your fandom. But you said, no, 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 no. We're going to we're going to hold them to it.
0: Yeah. It's, it, you know, it's, it's the time of year for trendy uh, March picks. And that was the trendiest of trendy picks. And yeah, it was a horrible pick. The Friars ran them off the court. So
1: it was like a, it was, a, it was close at the end. It was I mean, so you got no, close. No, it
0: was close. No, no, no. They made like a little push. You were favored by like five points. A little bit, but come on, it was easy.
1: I was there. I had boots on the ground. That doesn't change the, what happened on the court. I mean, just because you're there, it doesn't mean you have a more expert opinion of what happened. I watched it. Well, it is fair. I will
0: say the next game was far more uh, comfortable. As the Providence, as the Friars just absolutely dominated Richmond to yeah, make it it, the first week Sixteen. The since fact 97. that
2: the fact that Richmond beat Iowa that was a huge upset, uh, but I, I will say that that Providence South Dakota State game was kind of a combination of both of what you're saying. The Friars pretty much led comfortably. If that was a game in February or January, we wouldn't really call it close. But because of the March factor. We were saying, well, maybe maybe Shireman and the Jackrabbits can pull this off, make a comeback. Anytime they came within, I think, four, Providence just extended it back to eight or ten.
1: Well, it's the only game these guys ever talk about. They talk about every single home game that they have at the dunk because they win all of that. I'll give them credit. They have a great home court advantage. And they talk about a game against a 13 seed in the first round of the tournament last year. They got nothing else to go to. You lose every other game on the road unless it's against DePaul or Georgetown.
0: Yeah, but I mean, that's been the Big East as a whole this year, so not, you know, I'm pretty sure the top five teams in the Big East are like 70 and like four or something like that, I huh? don't
2: so there you go. Tough to win on the road. It's tough to win on the road. I tough will say Tough to win that. on
0: the road. always say it.
2: That's right. All right, fellas, why don't we dive in? We got a great slate for week one uh, f- and we're going to give out our picks. Of course, if you're not familiar with the Jerome, I probably don't want you listening to the program, but I will take mercy on you and let you know that essentially what we're doing is picking the conference winners, the conference tournament winners. And this is one of my favorite times of year. I would say it's it's a close second to actual March Madness. People overlook the conference tournament slate and how many great finishes we get. And even the, some teams that don't end up winning it, they make crazy runs. Uh, Over the course of like five days So I'm looking forward to this Let's dive in first Cryer, I'm going to start with you And then the shark And we're going to go We're going to go snake order So Cryer, America East Who's coming out of that?
0: Uh, This is an easy one for me Um, A team that's just absolutely dominated the conference The last, I I believe they've won it seven straight years That would be the Vermont Catamounts Um, You're not going into Burlington And beating the Catamounts in this tournament um, you know, it, it, a, a local tie. Bryant uh, was expected to have a pretty good season. What's Cedar Day? I think they are three. Like, they are the three. Okay, yeah, I, I don't see them as a threat. Um, you got the coach complaining about the foul discrepancy between. Now, hang on, hang
2: non-profit. on. He's friend of the program, Coach. I understand
0: Caronzo. that. I understand that, but he, but he's complaining about that when in non-conference, he literally scheduled two D two teams and a D three team. So, you know, I got the comments. They're gonna roll.
2: Uh, does it Does it matter at all that Coach Grosso stood up to Jim Bayheim?
0: Oh no, that, I, I gave him huge props for that. That, that was fantastic. I, I mean, I'm really not a Bayheim guy. I hope Jim hangs him up after the season, but he probably won't because um, he just likes to be miserable and make everyone else miserable. Uh, so so yeah, I, you know I give him credit for that, but you know. They kind of expected that they were going to walk into this America East uh, from the NEC last year and just you know dominate, and that has not been the case.
2: Coach Beheim and his men, I think, as we're recording this, down to Georgia Tech at home. Shark, who you got coming out of the America East?
1: I got a team that I think can go into Vermont and beat them and almost did it a couple weeks ago if they didn't go down way too much in the first half. The Darling, the team that I picked, Pretty much every year that I can. They're not really a darling this year. They're just actually good. It's UMass Lowell. All right. Pat Duquette has been building this program for nearly a decade. Uh, um, they have, have not uh, record. the 27. A little bit. I'm uh, the key guy. I've got a, a win at at, at safe team. Surprisingly, you'd think they'd be better against them. They lost to lost to UNH, um, but I think they're going to break through against Vermont this year. This is this is the team. This is their opportunity. They 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 can play a variety of different styles, and I think they'll be able to match what I perceive to be a down Vermont team this year. Even though they're thirteen and two in the conference, typically I expect a little better. So I'm on UMass Lowell with the little bonus point as the two seed within this uh, within this conference
2: yeah i i agree with the majority of your points and it's nice to, this is good synergy shark we're back uh, i got umass lowell as well i'm going with the hometown team people forget that you and i've played in that gymnasium i think that counts for something i do like the value pick there as well at number two uh only seven losses on the year all right i i understand this is conference tournament uh and and they're in second place right now and and the big bag bad cat amounts, uh run it with an iron fist like the crier had said, but I do think that UMass Lowell can go in and finally get the monkey off their back. There's a handful of conference teams or tournament teams where they're just they're they're right on the edge. They're right on the cusp of breaking through and getting to the NCAA tournament. I think that's UMass Lowell this year. Uh and and you had mentioned the great job Pat Duquette has been doing But I look at their overall record and only having seven losses on the year. I mean, I'm going crazy here seeing all of these bubble teams like Wisconsin and Michigan and Nevada. Uh, Nevada, actually, they have a decent record. But I'm fixated on that. Seven losses on the year. Give me UMass Lowell. All right. Boys, Uh, boys,
0: boys, wait. You're missing one thing. Uh, Two things, actually. Well, Um, one is your
2: face. Where would you go?
0: I, I killed the I killed the cam like you asked. Uh, I'm I kill
2: the background. Give me the cam.
0: Oh, all right. Well, we'll, we'll try and work on that. But I, I do got to point out uh, Pat Duquette, cousins of Dan Duquette, former MO, uh, MLB GM of the Red Sox at 1.2, I believe. Um, two, you do not get bonus points for a two seed. It has to be lower than a two seed. So no bonus points for you. <laughs>
1: Damn, It's a fair point. We should have known that going into this that's a lack of preparation. Yeah.
0: Did you read the email?
1: (laughs) Honestly, no, it was a very robust email. It was was tough
2: to
0: keep up in that one. It was robust.
2: I actually might file a gripe there with the keeper. A lot of two seeds that are very far behind the one seed, but all right, that's fine. I'm sticking with it. 10 toes deep. Uh, Let's move on now to the a Sun. This is an interesting one. I think there's two teams. And actually one of my good things from earlier this year was Kennesaw state, but really, in crunching the numbers and looking at it, I can't bet against Richie McKay. I can't do it. He got that extension uh, before the tournament. And that's actually not going to work in another coach's favor later on. But I got Richie McKay and Liberty. This is a team I'm going to go with the route of, you know, the, the A sun runs through them. So I got the flames coming up here winning the A sun shark.
1: Your audio kind of cut out a little bit right there. I, I'm imagine I heard the Richie McKay piece. Um, I hope you mentioned Darius McGee. He's been tested in the tournament before, but you're right. I mean, this team's just good, right? Liberty is 43 in Ken Palm. McGee is a stud. He's averaging 22 points a game. But they, but you don't know about this guy, this little bugger that's on Liberty. Colin Porter, five foot nine, a buck fifty. I mean, he's just an an exciting little player as well. So I like Liberty. I really don't see anyone being able – I mean, they went 15-3 in the conference. You did reference Kennesaw State, but I just don't see enough out of them uh, to be able to topple a team that's not only been tested in the tournament already, but been pretty damn dominant in it over the last couple of years. So I'm on Liberty.
2: Two for two, sure. Go ahead, Cryer.
0: Yeah, I'm going Kennesaw State here. Um, You know, it's all about having good guard play. And uh, the Owls have that uh, in, I believe, Chris Youngblood, who's leading the team with 15 points per game. And then uh, they got a diminutive guard themselves, Terrell Burden, uh, at 13 points per game. These guys can shoot it. Um, And and I do have a question. Is is the A-Sun tournament doing Pride Week for for the games? Because I know a lot of teams like to have their Pride days when, when they host Liberty, so... That's
2: fair. That's a fair question. I don't know. We don't. Who's, who's their? Who's their former president? Jerry Falwell.
0: You know the a son president?
2: No, no, no. The oh, Liberty the president, president Liberty.
0: Okay.
2: <laughs> no, Jerry Falwell, very embattled reverend. Uh, but no, Cryer, I don't know. Maybe that's something that we should uh, more more research for us. You should know though, as we record this, they are only up three against Queens. Uh, with 16 minutes left in the second half. So <laughs> I'll try and give you an update at the end of this episode.
0: No, I, I, I did see that, and I, I am a little concerned. Uh, Queens NC upset Dunk City last night, so, oh, boy. <laughs> Could be taking an hour early.
2: Yeah, Pat Chambers can't really coach, though. So, uh, all right, two for two for me and the Shark. We got Liberty. Uh, Cryer has... Uh, Kennesaw State I actually we're missing Taylor unfortunately and I, I told him I would read off his picks uh, I already missed the first one America East Cryer he's with you he's got Vermont huh, hey son he's with you he's got Kennesaw State split well, down this. This be quite the show a little tag team I mean, match
1: this on. should not be something that you're excited about because I suppose I'm
2: riding the shark wave right now Usually, it's a good that's wave dangerous. to be on.
1: No, it's a good wave. It's a good well, wave, I'm just,
2: baby. I'm just saying, when you're riding the waves and you see a shark, that's usually like, like, uh, what's that movie? Forgetting Sarah Marshall gets bit by a shark, right? Or no, he just hits a reef. Yeah. That's what happened. There's I'm no all shark. over the place. Yeah. All over the place. All right. Uh, let's go now to the big sky shark. Who you got? This is usually Dammel territory.
1: Well, then this, I would actually love to have his file on this team because I know he's got a personal connection to him. Everything. I really tossed and turned on this one just because they played the team that I think could beat them last night and lost. Granted, they shot pretty poorly, but I'll stop burying the lead. I'm taking Eastern Washington. Eastern Washington at 1.118 straight games. They lost their first three games at the beginning of the year, albeit testing themselves going on the road against Santa Clara on the road against Hawaii. Then they settled in. They have steel venters as their lead guard. He, he can really stroke the ball. Uh, but these guys, they, they Montana state is the team that's coming in as the two seed. they played last night. Montana state beat them despite um, Eastern Washington being at home. I just wanted to stick with it. I know I, I forget. I went with them last year. They did not win this tournament. Who won the tournament here last year? I believe it was, I think it uh, was
2: Montana state
1: was in Montana state last year too. So maybe they got their number. Maybe they don't, but I'm riding with the Eastern Washington and hopefully this is their year. No, no Groves brothers walking through that door though.
2: Cryer who's coming out of the, the big sky.
0: I also have Eastern Washington. Uh, as I told you that, um, you know, it's important to have guards in March. I'm pretty sure Eastern Washington is led by all forwards, but we're taking them anyways. Uh, <laughs> You know, they struggle a little bit down the stretch. I'm not concerned. Maybe they got bored with the big sky schedule and just dominating the league. They'll be fine.
2: One of the better tournaments that we're going to be uh, watching is certainly the big sky. But I'm going to zig when you guys are zagging. I'm sticking with Montana State. And you guys had mentioned personnel. I know the players are the ones that play the game. You mentioned their front court crier. I'm going with Danny Sprinkle. Danny Sprinkle, along with Matt Langle is a guy that I think could absolutely wind up as a uh, high level coach in Division one. He's young, he's experienced uh, and he which uh, sounds like a dichotomy. It sounds like an oxymoron, but he's been to the tournament. Uh, he's a proven winner and I love Danny Sprinkle. I really do. I could see him uh, at a high major. So I'm gonna go with Montana State here out of the big sky. Let's move now to the big South uh, and I'll kick it off here. I'm going to UNC Asheville. I think this is actually pretty straightforward. Don't overcomplicate this. Uh, first of all, Kenny George love Kenny. George. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know, I know, but all time, all time college basketball player. Uh, if you know about Kenny George, then you know about his incredible height length. That has nothing to do with uh, this pick, but a little bit to do with it. They're four games clear of the second place team. This has not been a competitive big South. UNC Asheville has dominated the conference and I know I'm going to steal some venom and I know you guys are are gracious guests. So I'm going to give you the talking points on this one guy, but drew Pember leads the conference in points rebounds and blocks. I mean, what the hell does this guy not do for them? Drew Pember is going to be a star, not only in this conference tournament, but maybe in that first round game where we see UNC Asheville in the NCAA tournament shark,
1: I'll tell you one thing that Drew Pember doesn't does. He doesn't break the rotation for the Tennessee Vols because he's another guy that started at Tennessee. He's actually from Knoxville. I used to think he should get some run back when Fulkerson was getting too many minutes, but I like Pember. Uh, you're right, Sub, that he, he's been absolutely tearing it up within within these mid-major atmospheres. I am also taking UNC Asheville, just given the way they've dominated this conference. And it's because I like Drew Pember. I always, I always felt he had... skill set but he couldn't play defense well enough for rick barnes he falls into that that category of former vols that like dj burns who's on the tv behind me right now when he was playing for winthrop when they were making tournaments that big fellow that everybody acts so surprised to see um, was another failed big man for coach barnes so i i I think that typically works once you get into these these tournaments like this and I, i do think unc Asheville is the cream of the crop here
0: Uh, I'm going to zag as I told you guys that, um,
1: good guard play. Is that what you told us? You got, you got another good guard.
0: I I got some guards here. Uh, and so yes, yes. UNC Asheville has, has run away with the league four games clear. They also ran away with the awards, uh, player of the year and coach of the year, I believe. And I believe freshman of the year, uh, in the big South, I'm going to try and find some bonus points here and go with the Radford Highlanders. Um, You look at Radford's schedule this year, they lost to Marquette by 10. At Marquette, lost to at Notre Dame by three. Um, You know, they lost to VCU on the road by eight, at Kansas State by eight. This is a team that's competitive. They did lose twice to UNC Asheville uh, in Asheville, only losing by four points. I think it's tough to beat a team three times. And yes, going back to the guard play here. Dequan Smith uh and Josiah Jeffers leading the way for the Radford Highlanders. I got Let that.
2: me let me rewind real quick. Also Taylor out of the Big Sky, he has Eastern Washington along with you there, Crier and and Shark Big South, he has Longwood. So, one of my favorite things about uh yeah, we'll we'll talk about that in a sec, but one of my favorite things about Jerome Criteria and and, and explaining our answers is that for one conference tournament, we can say this is why point a, and then, and then, uh, that same point we're like, well, that's actually a detractor. So like for UMass Lowell, I I basically said what you said, Cryer was, uh, they only have seven losses on the entire season. Uh, that's actually a pretty good resume for, for the Highlanders there that you laid out.
0: Yeah. They've been struggling lately as well, but, um, listen, I I think in the Jerome, you kind of need to allocate your takes. Uh, you know, you like guard play. Take teams with guards, but throw in a team with good forwards. Why not? Uh, you like teams that dominate a conference? Take a team that's slightly below. Maybe they'll get the upset.
1: Allocate your takes. I like that a lot right there.
2: I did too. Write that down. You got to diversify your bonds, allocate your takes. Those those are kind of in the same realm there. Uh, maybe if I'm going to pull it back to my Big Sky winner, sp- sprinkle a little around. Spr- sprinkle a little around there. <laughs> uh yeah taylor has longwood i also want to throw in this joke you've heard of the lincoln lawyer how about the uh, longwood lawyer the head coach for longwood they made the tournament last year um i think their head coach was a former lawyer but big south i like that all right colonial now this is where it gets interesting colonial uh crier who you got
0: uh i'm going with the college of charleston this one um talk about a team that i thought had no business being in the top 25 uh in the country earlier this year despite their um very impressive record um but i think they're gonna get it done um uh, they're the two seed i will not be getting bonus points unfortunately but i knew that going in i'm going with them
2: shark who's coming out of the colonial
1: this is gonna be a great tournament it really is um Look, I'm also on College of Charleston, and, and this is just strictly a numbers play. And I know I'm picking a lot of chalk right now, fellas. I'm not going to stick with that for forever, but I am picking the College of Charleston. I wanted to take Hofstra. Every fiber in my being wanted to take Hofstra. I love what's happening between uh, what, what they just uh, Charleston just extended Pat Kelsey. Well, then Hofstra just went and extended Speedy Claxton. They're going back and forth. Everyone's gearing up and saying that this is going to be a battle for a very long time. I go back to when these two teams played. You go and you look at Hofstra won on the road. I don't dispute that, but what you don't know about that game is Charleston shot five for thirty-one from three. Five for thirty-one from three. They came storming back in the second half. I think that was just a bad day. They obviously had all that expectations early in the year and was getting fired up. Kelsey was doing his muscle men and uh, uh, kind of routine. The city
2: yeah you broke up there a little bit but uh i am actually going to go with hofstra and i'm the complete antithesis here shark um every fiber in my being wanted Charleston. They've had a tremendous season. And again, if I go back to the overall record point that I made with UMass Lowell, uh, that should translate here, but I kind of just don't trust Pat Kelsey and this Charleston team. I do trust Speedy Claxton and Hofstra. And I think this, uh, this, Everything around the the extension and the statement that was put out and the season, I think it's going to the pressure is going to mount a little bit too much for Charleston, uh, and it just kind of reminds me of those Toledo teams out of the MAC where they've had these incredible seasons. They've been discussed as at-large teams, and who knows, Charleston still might get in as an at-large if, let's say, they lose the conference title game. But I'm going to go with Speedy Claxton and Hofstra. Uh, and this one specifically because of that uh, away win that they had I, was that the first loss that Charleston had on the year? I'm not sure, but I, I feel like it was a, certainly one of the. It was, yeah. It, it
1: was, was the first, first loss. Yep. Yeah. Five for thirty-one from three. They've already gotten that out of their system.
2: You got to credit Hofstra for that at all? No, no, no. All right. Well, I'm going to go with Hofstra here. And look, Crier, we may not get points. For lower seeded or this the two seed uh, even though hofstra i think is the one uh, yeah. but but everyone else is going to be taking charleston including taylor by the way everyone's going to be taking charleston i'm going to be one of the few i think taking hofstra so i'm going with them out of the colonial
0: i bet you hofstra will have a decent amount of representation let me tell you a qu- quick little tidbit on this term before we get out of here um one being i think unc wilmington And Towson can make a run at this thing. They're slightly below those other two teams. Um, If Shark's going to shoehorn, I'm going to shoehorn too. Pat Scarry, head coach of Towson, uh, former assistant at Providence College during the lustrous Keno Davis era of of basketball. Um, But no, he's a good guy, good coach. Um, Another team that I think that could maybe be a sleeper in this is Delaware, uh, a team with Jameer Nelson Jr., as well as Jair Davis prior transfer. Um, and, and that was a team that was in it last year, right?
2: Yeah, lost to yeah. Nova.
0: Yep, yep. So I, I think I think this conference tournament's gonna be interesting.
2: We'll see. Hens certainly have the pedigree. Go ahead, Shark.
1: I was gonna say, does the Cryer want to pick anyone else in the conference? You wanna just round it out and grab the rest of the teams? You know, North Carolina, A&T, William and Mary, Northeastern. Could they I'm win good. too?
0: I'm good. I, I'm just You're telling good? you, right. the Colonial is a little more competitive. And and although those two teams are kind of in a class of their own at this moment, I think there are other teams that can make noise. That's all
2: we need. I agree. I I hear you cryer, but this is one of those conference tournaments where I don't really necessarily need parody. I need Hofstra. I need uh, Charleston. I need, the extension off between Speedy and, and Pat Kelsey. I need the tight shirt. I need it all. That's the pageantry of the colonial. And again, I think it'll be great to see if Charleston loses in the title game, there's still an outside shot potentially that they could get in as an at-large. Wouldn't it be something if two teams came from uh, the colonial? Yeah. My camera's
0: off again, but I was shaking my head. No.
2: Okay. (laughs) Hey, a man can dream. I'm just, the last episode, I just wax poetic and had so many, so many bones to pick with all these high major teams with thirteen losses. It's just disgusting to see.
0: Hey, uh, that, that's very fair, but uh, I mean, College of Charleston's played nobody outside of those in their conference, so yeah, uh, they played UNC, but they lost. So there you go.
2: Yeah, well, going to be a fun tournament. All right, Horizon, another interesting one. Shark, who you
1: got? Well, in this one. I look, man, this team can't score for shit. They can't rebound. They can't really do anything, but they find a way in this tournament. I'm going with the Norse. I'm going with the four seed Northern Kentucky. I know everyone is going to love Youngstown state. How many, how much points they put up a game, but there's something about this Northern Kentucky team, Marcus Warwick. They're they're led. Last year, if you remember um, Wright state won this tournament and was a thriller that got them to advance. You know, we they went on. They played in the play-in game as the 16th seed. The team that they beat was Northern Kentucky by one point. So Northern Kentucky's used to being deep in this tournament. I think they're going to make another run. They have be- beaten Youngstown earlier this year. Their head coach Darren Horn used to be the coach at South Carolina. Fun little tidbit about Horn here. He coaches Northern Kentucky right now. He also coached Western Kentucky. I mean he's just covering Kentucky. He played at Western Kentucky too, but Horn, you know, he's found a little spot here in, in northern Kentucky. I don't even know what city that's in, but I expect them and I think they're going to win this tournament.
2: Northern Kentucky's in Highland Heights, Kentucky, by the way. You know how I know that? Well, I, it's I knew close that. I was just Cincinnati, testing. Right? What's that? Isn't it close to Cincinnati? Exactly. And another little tidbit for you folks, uh, Cincinnati Cincinnati is basically in Kentucky. Fun fact. So you're right. So you're right, Cryer. Who you got coming out of uh, the horizon?
0: So I was actually leaning with the Norse, um, but I'm going to go for a swing for the fences. The NCAA tournament is all about star power, and the Horizon League has got a star on a team that is the eighth seed, and that is Detroit Mercy. Uh, I went with Detroit Mercy. Antoine Davis is a stud. Um, They're playing right now, just beating the bag out of uh, uh, Indiana, Purdue, Fort Wayne. Um, they're up twenty six. Davis got thirty points. This guy's a stud. Let's get him to the tournament. I got Detroit Mercy.
2: Talk that is a swing for the fences right there. I wouldn't mind seeing I Davis. More. I wouldn't mind seeing Davis set the uh, the all time scorer record here. I think he'd be passing Pete Maravich there. Uh, wow, look at uh, you guys going going non chalk here. Uh, Taylor also has Northern Kentucky. I'm staying pat. I'm being conservative here. I'm sitting, you know what my go-to move is. I just sit on the couch and sit under my blanket. That's what I'm doing here with the horizon. Youngstown state first in the conference, best offense in the country, in the conference. Uh, Cryer, you love guard play. You've you've said that you love star power. I love offense and they have the best offense in the conference uh, by a a pretty large margin. And they're beating teams by double digits. You guys, they're beating the hell out of their conference opponents uh, by about 10 points. Per game, the Penguins, it's the Penguins season right now. Youngstown, not just known for football. Maurice Claret, the Stoops brothers, Jim Tressel. Uh-uh, they're making their way to the NCAA tournament. Dwayne Cohill, team's leading scorer. He's going to be, uh, he's certainly not on an Antoine Davis level, especially with the the body of work that Davis has put in over the course of his career. But uh, I, love, I love this Youngstown State team. I think you guys might be overthinking this a little bit too much. Give me the chalk here.
0: Well, why didn't Antoine Davis transfer uh, to a real school?
2: Probably because he wanted to set this record <laughs> was, and be immortalized.
0: Yeah, I mean, that was going to be my guess, but my God, man. You know, he, he's sitting here on, on an eighth-seeded horizon, Detroit Mercy, scoring friggin' 30 points again.
2: I say he probably wanted to be immortalized, but I'm probably going to forget who the all-time leading scorer is in like if three in, years. Yeah. Well,
1: yeah. that's a fair question. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of guards that have played at these small schools that stuck around for a while. We, we referenced McGee earlier. There's another one coming up later in this conversation that everyone should know. Uh, but that's a, that's a good question to ask. Why do these guys stick around? Maybe it's just to showcase themselves a lot more because you could end up going to be, you know, some random guy off the bench at another school.
2: So the Shark, you got Northern Kentucky, so does Taylor, Cryer, Detroit Mercy, and I'm just sticking with Youngstown State. All right, let's head to the Missouri Valley Conference. I'll kick it off here. I'm going to go with Drake, and the MVC is always one of the best, Arch Madness, the best conference tournaments. I feel like I've said that for a handful of these that we've gone through, but the MVC uh, is probably the best the main appointment television in week one when it comes to conference tournaments. I'm going with the Drake Bulldogs. The nucleus of the team is still there. So many veterans, when you look at their roster and their big contributors, it's the same guys from what seems like three years ago. It's an entire roster of Van Wilder guys. Pass the ball to Tucker DeVries. He scores. Roman, don't call me Sean Penn. Leads the conference in assists. Garrett, not Tanyan, starts leaves the conference in field goal percentage and Darnell Brody. He's on the boards, gobbling up rebounds. This team is complete. I know there's a lot of good teams, I know. I'm sure I'm, I'm going to hear Bradley from one of you guys or someone else, but I just love this Drake Bulldogs team. Shark, who you got out of the
1: MVC? Imagine on that same topic of guards that left Joseph Yusefu, who now plays for Kansas was Drake's point guard. Imagine if he stuck around and I'm with you on this one, father. I'm with Drake. I like Drake, but not for any of those reasons that you mentioned coaches kid. I'm a, I'm, I always believe in the coach's kid, their leading scorer, Tucker DeVries, DeVry, whatever the heck it is. Darren DeVry is a coach. Um, he leads the team in pretty much everything. He's a sophomore. He's a great player. I think he's going to take over. And he's one of those guys. I, I'm not putting him on the Doug McDermott level, but I want to be able to watch Drake, their best player, light it up on the court with the coach's kid doing it and leading them to the tournament. So I'm on Drake just because of the rooting purposes right there.
0: This might be our first sweep of the day. I got Drake as well. Um, Roman Penn, who you mentioned, Sue, has played five years of college basketball. Um, He's upped his three-point shooting percentage from a woeful twenty-two percent last year. He's up to thirty-five percent this year. He might be taking better shots too, which is nice to see. I got Drake, Um, and yes, I I will agree. I love the, the the championship is on. You know, Big Boy CBS every time um arch madness is, is good stuff so good theater
2: absolutely oh, see that's very kind of you crier don't worry i'll make sure that you get to plug your pod at the end of this episode uh and shark that father-son combination i don't know if anyone caught it the pass the ball to tucker hey arnold callback yeah tucker uh was the the coach's son in that as well and he actually ended up uh relying on his teammates that's why i listed off the brodies and the pens uh and and the uh, Garrett
1: Sturts is of the world there for Drake. Let me let me tell you something. You got a deep catalog for you to be able to go into Hey Arnold on, on a whim like that. So props to you.
0: I'll, I'll raise you. The, the uh Coach Tucker ends up coaching the uh synchronized swimming team in a later episode <laughs> and absolutely calls it circumcised swimming the entire time. <laughs>
2: i didn't i couldn't have i gotta watch that episode that might be a rewatch once once uh april hits and we got nothing but but baseball coming up all right uh and you're right crier it was a clean sweep taylor has drake as well the northeast i feel like we're gonna have a lot of varying opinions here uh crier i'll start with you who's coming out of the northeast conference
0: yeah um i went with fdu um merrimack's a lovely little story um they, they got a kid from Mass, uh, Jordan Minor, who's very good. Um,
2: the the team in North Andover, Massachusetts has yeah, a kid well, from yeah. Mass.
0: Yeah. Well, he's, he's a Boston kid. He's uh, decided to stay local. Um, so, yeah, I'm going with them. Uh, or, excuse me. While they're a great story, they can't make the NCAA tournament. You got to question what their um, motivation will be for this tournament. I'm sure they want to show up, but at the same time, it's like you don't have a ton to play for Um I'm going with FDU.
2: Shark, who you got?
1: I went with Merrimack. I mean, why not? Why not Merrimack? You know, you say, you say stay local. Get, you know how those hippies or, or hipsters always w- wear the shirts that say eat local and all that sort of stuff? He's, more, he's saying play local. And that's why I went to Merrimack. Jordan Minor is also the one that I referenced. I mean, why not them? You look at this bracket for this ridiculous conference. I mean, they're pretty much in the finals. You win one game, you're in the finals. We're getting points. So why not win one game for me here, Merrimack? Why not us? Eat local. Yeah.
2: One of those one of those slogans where it's like keep North Andover weird, even though there's just not a lot going on in in North Andover. Lovely little town. Nice little suburb. Uh but yeah, I mean, and and Joey Gallo was my good thing. I think it was last episode, but Again, Now I'm going to harken back to the overall record They're sub 500 Imagine my shock when I see their overall Record is 15 and 16 I'm going to swing for the fences here a little bit uh, I'm actually going to go with Wagner, fifth <gasps> in the conference Kellogg? Is Kellogg there? No, no Kellogg's on UMass, at UMass
0: Oh yeah, though.
2: I don't, Was Kellogg ever at Wagner? He was at Long Island before that
0: Yeah, for some reason I thought he just Went back to the AAC
2: Are you just thinking of Derek Kellogg? Yeah, I think so Yeah Go I'm going. I'm good. You're good. I'm going. Wagner, uh, 15 wins overall. It's it's it really is a terrible conference. I think we need to hammer that home. Uh, if you're going to not watch one of these, it's probably going to be the Northeast Conference. Uh, no Bashir Mason though, which is a little troubling for me. I I loved Bashir Mason. He's over there at St. Pete, fulfilling and successing, uh, being the successor for uh, Shaheen Holloway. Bashir Mason, if you remember. Wore one of his injured players' jerseys while coaching, just an unbelievable move there. But uh, he's no longer there. I do think that the 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 culture and the blueprint sort of still there though for Wagner. And at this point, because it is such a garbage conference, I'll I, this might be a throwaway for me, but I'm going Wagner uh, here in the Northeast.
0: I kind of like it, I kind of like the um, Wagner responding from last year's uh, in-stands brawl in the NEC championship between Brian and Wagner, uh, th- that would be good. That would be a good story.
2: That's a great call back there, Cryer. Uh, Taylor also has Fairleigh Dickinson coming out of the Northeast. So, yeah, yeah, there we go. I was right. I got Wagner, Taylor, FDU, uh, Shark, you got Merrimack, and Cryer, you had FDU, correct?
0: Correct.
1: All right. OVC I now. I didn't hear it, and it- for the record, I didn't hear anything the crier just said right there because of the internet, but I'm i sure got it was him. good. You got him, All right. Maybe it's my internet. Pretty good internet over here.
0: I think I got good internet too, but I, I know it was a problem in the past, so you guys are probably pointing the finger over here, but we upgraded the internet uh, over here. So I don't know. This is,
2: this is what happens when I invite you vagabonds onto my program. Just everything starts going haywire and awry. But we put we push on. I'm sure the audio will be just fine. And if not, whatever. Uh, OVC. And also, I know that I've been. I, I, I promised we'd be doing a snake order. I don't even know if I'm fulfilling that. I'm just trying to keep us keep us uh, on our toes here. So we'll start with the shark here. Uh, who you got out of the Ohio Valley?
1: Well, listen, I'm kind of glad I'm starting here because full disclosure, my Merrimack preparation was terrible. I said the whole thing about the way the bracket was set up. They got to win one game to get in. I don't even think that's true because I looked down at my notes and that was my note for this conference because I'm picking Moorhead State. They're the team that has to win like one game than they get in. Merrimack, for all I know, they could be completely disqualified. I got no file on the NEC. I couldn't tell you anything about it. I know they're under 500, but I know the one the most. But for this one, Moorhead State, nothing can go into this pick other than the fact that they have a great draw and they've been in the tournament a couple times. That's why I'm on Moorhead state. Kenneth three. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Cryer, Who you got?
0: Um, I'm not going to lie. I took, uh, the advice of the folks at mid major madness, uh, which is like a mid major blog. Um, and they thought a sneaky team was UT Martin. So that's who I'm taking, uh, there to the three, so I can get some bonus points. Um, other than that, I don't know a, a ton about the OVC. I did also see tech, uh, Tennessee Tech is a good squad. And another good squad, Tennessee State, I hear, is a sleeper. But, Shark, maybe you have more intel on the OVC with all these Tennessee schools.
1: I, I Tennessee Tennessee Tech is terrible. They up, I mean, I know you're saying all these teams are good, but uh, that, that's a terrible thing.
0: the two seed, no?
1: I know. They opened up against Tennessee this year. It might have been one of the biggest blowouts I've seen all year. Horrible. Well I
0: would hope you can handle Tennessee Tech. Yeah. That's
1: yeah. Tennessee, but, yeah. I'd like to see more heads. I bet more head state would have gone in there and made it a little tighter. <laughs>
2: I like more head state out of the OVC as well. This is a bracket pick and this is a, a pick where you're just not going to overthink it. Like you said, shark, they just got to win a couple games and they're through. They have the pedigree of being a tournament team. No, Jani broom. He was their, their leader last year and he was awesome. He's obviously at Auburn right now. Kind of wish he stuck around, but uh, I'm taking more state, but I'm also looking at some of the other teams and this might be another Northeast conference sort of deal where all the other teams stink but more specifically nobody else i mean moorhead state's not great away from their gym i think they're one game below 500 but everyone else away from their home gym is like 4 and 11 they cannot win away from their own gym and i don't i don't expect them to do so here uh in this conference tournament give me moorhead state patriot league patriot act we gotta get into the patriot league baby crier i'll start with you who you got?
0: I'll preface this by saying my has the Patriot League fallen. Um, once a proud conference with a good uh, conference tournament. I mean, the Patriot League sticks. Uh, so I'm going shock here. I'm going Colgate. Uh, I know the coach Langell, right? It's going to be a hot name uh, in the coaching carousel this year um you know the days of bucknell and holy cross ha- having the epic battles for the championship are, are long gone um talents like uh um oh my god lehigh guy
2: a donald foil no, Stina, friend of the program from that's Wisconsin. cool
0: he's on colgate i was thinking cj McCollum. Uh, the no. days of talent like that in the patriot league are long gone i'm gonna go chuck i'm gonna go colgate
2: yeah, I'm going to go Colgate as well. Matt 90-degree Langle because he's so sharp. I love Matt Langle. I've been on him for so long, uh, along with Danny Sprinkle. I, it, I think Langle is in a much better position to get a high major D1 job um, if he wants to leave. I just don't know if he wants to leave Hamilton, New York, because he's got a great thing going. They run that conference with an iron fist. It's Colgate all the way. And you know what's going to happen? Colgate's going to give a scare to a three-seed or a four-seed like they did Arkansas a couple of years back. I forget who they played last year, but there was a bit of a scare. Uh, Colgate is a tournament team, and they are probably a team. If you put them in a Power Six conference, they're probably a, a they're close to the top of the bottom half of those conferences. If that makes sense, I truly believe that Colgate is just the class of the Patriot
1: uh, Shark. Who you got? Some people get addicted to drugs. I get addicted to picking Colgate as a 14 seed over a three in the tournament. You referenced the Arkansas. It was Wisconsin last year. They almost had them. They almost have these teams every year. And the one against Arkansas, they should have had. They were up big on them in the first half. But Colgate, again, for me, led by Tucker Richardson. Fun little fact about this guy. I mean, he leads the team in scoring. Um, he's 53% from the free throw line. 53% from the free throw line. And he can kind of shoot the ball decently. He's six foot five. So it's interesting to think about because you're used to watching these Colgate teams where they just chuck up threes from everywhere. I hope they put this game, if they make it as to the tournament, as the late game on a Thursday or a Friday to kind of uh, spice up the night a little bit because they will. I hope they don't play Tennessee, um, which they did even years before. They almost beat us in that one, too. So they're a dangerous team. Uh, but I like Colgate. I just don't see anyone really being able to compete with them in the Patriots.
2: Colgate, I, I feel like Langle's just sticking around so we can get one co- tournament win at Colgate because he's knocking on the door. Uh, Taylor also has Colgate out of the Patriot. I forget if I read off of his OVC pick. He also had Moorhead. So clean, clean sweep here. Uh, pretty easy. And I, I'd be shocked if Colgate didn't end up winning this. All right, let's go down south, get a little sweet tea, a little molasses. Southern Conference, the SOCON. I am actually going to kick it off here with UNC Greensboro. All right. I don't know if that's going to be a very popular pick, but there's essentially identical records at the top three. I think they're the three seed. Uh, Keep me honest here. And I do know we've referenced it. I do know you get points for that bonus points for that value pick. Uh, And they've beat Furman once before, who I think is the one seed. So I'm going to go with UNC Greensboro there out of the SOCON. Cryer, who you got? You're on mute if you're talking. All
0: right. Uh, I'm going with um, – first of all, I was thinking about going Greensboro, and then I decided to swing for the fences here as well. Um, I'm going Chattanooga. Let me tell you why. Jake Stevens, I believe his name is, uh, the center big man, he's been hurt since January with, with a hand injury. Um, I don't know the extent and if he will be playing in this tournament, but I'm putting my eggs in this basket that he is. This guy's an absolute freak that can stroke it from three. He's over seven feet tall. hes I think he's six in the country in scoring. This guy's a monster, and he's going to dominate this conference if healthy.
2: Chattanooga, I just want to make sure you know this isn't last year, right?
0: Oh, I know it's not last year, but, but right. Stevens is a good player and um, transferred in conference, by the way. From VMI. Because, fun fact, VMI did not have a graduate program. So he couldn't stay there for the extra year.
2: You're you're full of nuggets
1: tonight.
0: I got my nuggets tonight.
1: I
2: appreciate it. Spicy 10 count. Uh, Shark, who you got?
1: I'm glad he brought up Chattanooga because I want to pick the team that I picked last year that lost to Chattanooga in the final. Another heartbreaker. I believe that was a buzzer beater in this one. But I'm taking Furman. Furman can score, boys. Furman can light it up. 82 points per game. That's 13th in the country. They're led by Mike Bothwell. They're coached by Bob Ritchie. This is the he's trying to get their first term, his first tournament appearance after being there for six or so years. They're just a pretty damn good team, and I, I expect them to break through. They returned most people that they had last year, and they're going to get back to that opportunity. And um, I mean, Chattanooga's I, I, I know actually. Good research by the Cryer right there, but they're an under 500 team for a reason. I like Furman to be able to get there. Yep.
2: All right, let's move on now to the summit. Cryer, I'll start with you. Who you got coming out of the summit?
0: All right, the days of South Dakota State are done. Uh, I'm going with Oral Roberts. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a chalk pick, I know, but it, it sucked not seeing uh in the tournament last year, the NCAA tournament. I will say that. So I think he comes out for revenge in his final season and gets it done with Oral Roberts. Um, you know, he doesn't have his buddy, uh, O'Banner anymore. He went on for greener pastures, but, um, give me Oral Roberts.
2: I don't know how much greener it is to be honest with you. Oral Roberts is rolling this year. Let's be serious here, gentlemen. Let's be real. Let's be focused. Uh, no riffraff. All right. They're perfect in conference. The hell are we doing here? Uh, the the keeper bore he's been he's been clamoring to have Oral Roberts ranked, uh, so again, perfect perfection in conference. I, I'm not going to argue with that. Max Aizmuss. They've already shown that they can knock off and win a, a top team in Ohio State a couple of years back. Uh, this is easy. This is a slam dunk. I'm going Oral Roberts Shark.
1: It it is easy. Don't outthink it. This is the other guard I was referencing earlier about a guy that stayed at the small town school. Uh Ace Miss is incredible. They also have the seven foot five monster and Connor Vanover. Connor Vanover from uh, Arkansas beforehand. Um, Cal so,
2: before that
1: and Cal before that. So I mean, this team is fourth in the country in scoring. They're just good. I mean, you do not want to see these guys in March if you get matched up with them. Just a very difficult um, team to prepare against, and I I think they'll roll they'll roll through the summit here.
0: The beauty about the Jerome is uh, you get to see a team like Oral Roberts when they had O'Banner and Acemas, and then you get to make that pick over Ohio State like I had two years ago. So You
2: pick you picked them over Ohio State? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. That's a Good great pick you. there. For real, honestly. Uh, Taylor, you know, he's about to be a father, and I'm a little nervous. The reason I say that, not because of – how he acts or his behavior or, or how he approaches life. I I'm, I'm nervous now because he picked uh North Dakota state out of the summit. Mm. That might be a red flag. Uh, well, in- the Dakotas
0: always find themselves like around, you know, this championship. So maybe not a bad pick.
2: I don't know. We'll see. Pray for that baby. Uh, all right. Let's go to the sunbelt. Now, shark, who you got?
1: The fun belt, you mean. I'm on JMU. We talked about the Colonial earlier. They left the Colonial. They went into the fun belt, and they played great all year. I think you're getting a little value. They're a four seed. All these teams are good. I mean, Marshall's a good team. All of them can score. Uh, JMU played UVA tight earlier this year on the road. I just like the fact that uh, Terrence Edwards, great guards on this team. I'm rolling with the value here and what could really be anyone coming out of this conference, and I'm taking JMU. We're keeping it tight here. Cryer, who you got?
0: I'm going with another team that went over the sunbelt, and I literally had to do a double take. And I was like, Wait, Ashton Lakeford at the buzzer. <laughs> oh,
2: sorry. No, no, no. I lo- wait, what did you oh, say? No, on the two road? seconds left. Oh, there's two seconds
1: left. Wow. Are you playing uh wake? wake. Yeah. It's good to see lead? you can hit three pointers in the BCU. No, no, it was or? a, it was a two. Oh wait. Is it to tie like what's oh, the score?
0: No. <laughs> do, do we have a shark Bellinelli situation on our hands?
2: A <laughs> <laughs> Bellinelli situation. I don't know, a how confetti funny flying
0: the Celtics beat the Sixers on that in B toss. I, I know strictly CBB, but how funny was that that they lose that game and they had the oh. Bellinelli game a few years ago?
2: <laughs> Dude, I can't I, I cannot tell you, Cryer, as an Arizona fan, watching us lose to ASU on a three-quarter shot and then Tatum hits it. Uh, with a second left, and it's like, all right, the the world is balanced out, and that Embiid <laughs> hits that shot. And then I was like, "Are you shitting me? It was a whirlwind of emotions. Um, but who who you got uh, out of the sun belt here, Cryer?
0: Yeah, so I, I was saying I had to do a double take that to find out that this team was actually in this conference, but that is We are Marshall. They have two guys scoring twenty p- points per game. Yeah, good guard play. I'm wrong with them.
2: I love that. We are Marshall as well. And I'm going to reference those two guys. I'm actually going to give the viewers and the listeners their names because I have a shred of respect for them. Tavion Kinsey and Andrew Taylor. They lead them and also the conference in points. uh, Two headed Marshall. That's what I like to call them. And I'm kind of shocked that they're third. uh, But this is another conference that's just bunched at the top. Good value for us here out of the Sun Belt. All right.
0: Fantastic value.
2: I love that. Yeah. Let's let's go ahead and get you guys out of here so we can catch the uh, late slate of games here. We got the shark just phoenix to just, catch BC. Oh yeah,
1: I love that it happened with the crier on here, the biggest hater of Makai and Langford in the world. And he's out here. Hold on, we got two seconds left. Let me just Can see you give happens. me a score here? It's 71 <laughs> seconds. I stole the ball. BC wins it. Come on, crier. 500 hey, now. Hey,
0: Don't hold me. on. I was never a Makai Ashton Langford hater. I was rooting for him as a Worcester kid. Uh me growing up just outside of Worcester, um, I was rooting for him in a fire uniform, it just didn't work out. And uh, yeah. you know, now, now you have to deal with his father on Twitter, like, so have fun.
1: I love <laughs> his father, great, great father, great guy to represent the program. This team's 500, they're turning the corner right here. Don't we have to pick the WCC as well, father? Don't we have yeah, one more?
2: We're getting out of All here right. on that. I just, I just, okay. I just want to, no, 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 um. I mean, another team that just absolutely disgusts me is Wake Forest. I I said at the beginning of the year after they beat Wisconsin on the road, I was like, look, everyone's on Duke. Everyone's on Carolina again early, Miami, et cetera, et cetera. Don't forget about little old Wake. Forget about them. Tired of them. They can't can't beat BC for two years running here with their seasons on the line. So, yeah, we'll go ahead, get on out of here now on the West Coast Conference. I'll start it off. I'm going to go with Gonzaga. Um, This is another one of those tournaments where – both Gonzaga and St. Mary's have quadruple buys or something like that. Uh, I love St. Mary's. I love Aiden Mahaney. This is going to be a two bid conference for sure. Uh, But I think Gonzaga is going to wake up and I think they've heard all of the chatter about them not being good. And they've acknowledged it. I think Drew Timmy even said like, we're not as good as we were the last couple of years, but uh, we know what it takes to win. I don't know if that's necessarily true in March, but uh, for this, this conference tournament, I'm going to go with Gonzaga and I cannot wait for the title game to be the rubber match between the two as they split uh cryer. Who you got?
0: Yeah. Um, I'm taking Gonzaga and let me tell you this. I'm typically a Gonzaga hater in the NCAA tournament. They play in this poop conference uh, and get all these wins and get a great seed, yada, yada, yada. Um, you know, the WCC has improved vastly over the past few years. So, um, I think that – and so I think Gonzaga might be a sleepy team to take in the NCAA tournament this year. Uh, I don't know how far. Obviously, matchup depending. It's, it's all about the path. But I really like them. Timmy, I know he's a one-dimensional player, but he's still really good. Um, Julian Strather, that guy's awesome. Um, big fan of his. I think without this added pressure this year, Maybe they can make a run in the Real NCAA tournament. But yeah, if you're not taking Gonzaga or St. Mary's, you're absolutely out of your butts.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And and don't forget about Rasir Bolton as well. I think him and Strother, the you know what you're going to get from Drew Timmy, but Rasier Bolton needs to come to play for the Zags. Who you got out of the WCC Shark?
1: I'm on St. Mary's. I fell in love with Aiden Mahaney uh watching that game against Gonzaga actually, but Logan Johnson as well. I just think they play defense. Gonzaga does not. I know Gonzaga can score, but St. Mary's will lock them up. So I like I like St. Mary's here. I think Gonzaga's gonna have to play Santa Clara as well in that in that Final Four if matchup, if you will. So, you know, maybe you never know what's gonna happen here. I do agree that you got to be crazy to not pick one of these two teams, but give me St. Mary's.
2: Great rundown, boys. Go ahead, Cryer.
0: I was going to say Gonzaga has been on an absolute uh, vengeance tour since that St Mary's loss have been absolutely destroying teams. so yeah, but it will be fun. It will be fun. Also what I love about the Jerome is, you know the, the ability to see guys that you don't always see, and WCC has got one, uh, I don't know if I'm going to butcher his name, but I don't know if you guys have caught eyes on Kelly Lou Pepe. Uh, on LMU, the guy looks like a jacked uh, Freddie Mercury, so get eyes on him.
2: Get they beat Gonzaga Beacon Zaga this yeah, year. They did. did they also beat St. Mary's, too?
0: They might have, yeah. LMU's, <laughs> L- L- I think they're the three seed in this, right?
2: Might. May not be that crazy to take them. Yeah. Uh, Taylor has. They did beat uh, St. Mary's, yeah. Yeah, so Taylor has Gonzaga out of the WCC, and in the Sun Belt, he's got Old Dominion. I know I forgot to say that, gentlemen. Way to keep this tight. Fifty-five minutes, week one of the Jerome is upon us. Oh, Cryer, I owe you a quick update actually on that oh, uh, Kennesaw State. Oh, uh, you're up. Kennesaw State up five with nineteen seconds against. Let's Queens. go,
0: baby. We have that surviving the best. This was sold <laughs> out too. come on. Richie,
2: Richie McKay has got to butter that bread. And remember, I love Kennesaw State. I'd love to see them because of how awful they were in years prior. Boys, a lot of fun. We'll see you back here for week two of the Jerome. Uh, Enjoy the rest of the week. Thank you.
1: See you, boys.